Yo, what is going on, everybody? And welcome to episode 18 of the Get The Shot podcast. This podcast is for all you aspiring creatives trying to get your shot at working in the sports creative industry. My name is Billy Quach, and I am a creative director based in Kansas City. And today, our guest is Serena from the 49ers. She is a senior producer, and we're going to be talking about her creative journey, how she built confidence, and her lifetime experience of shooting in a Super Bowl. We'll also be answering questions straight from you, the audience. So let's get this thing started. Let's run it. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the podcast. This is episode 18. Today we have Sar on the line. Sar, how are you doing? Hey, Billy. Hey, guys. Super excited to be a part of this podcast. I hear nothing but great things about it, so thanks for having me. Yes, excited to have you on. And just so everybody knows, can you say what your job title is and where you work at currently? Yeah, so my name is Serena Ferriano, and I'm the senior producer with the San Francisco 49ers. So my team and I basically film and edit everything that you see on the 49ers social media channels. We are basically the in-house production team for the football side, as well as the business side. So I'm talking about sales, community relations, uh, practice, games, highlights, anything and everything. That's what we handle. Nice. And um, how big is your team? Like how many, how many other people are you working with? There's actually five of us, <laughs> five producers. So it, it, sometimes it can be challenging. But just to plug right now, we are looking for help this upcoming season. So I'll hopefully give that info to Billy at the end of this so you guys can uh, take a look at that. Oh, okay. You guys are hiring, I, I assume, interns? Like seasonals? Yes, yes. Yep, exactly. Perfect. Social media interns, so it's a great opportunity for those who want to start out in football. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely that have that info in the description down below if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or whatever. Um, awesome. So you're at the 49ers. Um, talk to me a little bit about your journey on how you got to the 49ers. Um, how'd you get started in this creative industry and kind of what led you to San Francisco? Yeah. So, I mean, I got to start with high school because I always had this dream ever since I saw Michelle Tafoya on NFL watching games. I thought I wanted to be a sports reporter. It was the only thing that I, I saw, you know, like a, a woman of color like me. I, I thought that was the only option I had. Um, it's so funny though, in high school, I loved to film though, like my brother, my cousins, and I used to make these crazy funny music videos that would make my friends laugh. Um, and in college, I decided to major in broadcast journalism. I minored in sports management and Spanish as well. Uh, I instantly got into the athletic department working as an intern, I believe my freshman year. And I went to a really small college called the university, a liberal arts college for soccer. Um, had a great time out there. I'm from San Jose, California, so it was a whole different experience uh, going to the East Coast. Um, but I basically was like a one-man band for the athletic department in regards to shooting video. I did specifically basketball uh, as well as softball and baseball videos. Um, but basically working in the athletic department and taking production classes really helped grow my interest in the production aspect of sports. So at the when I graduated in 2016, the San Francisco 49ers had this really cool job opportunity called the Denise DeBartolo York Fellowship. 
and that's specifically for female graduates. Um, and they placed these women in six departments that were uh, male dominated. So I was in premium sales, uh, business analytics, finance, stadium operations, and my favorite one was 49er Studios, the production team. Um, and I was in each of those departments for about three months. And in the back of my head, like I knew I wanted to be in 49er Studios. So when I got to that um, that department, I tried my very best, like to just instantly soak it all in, be a sponge. So prior in in college, I only had experience with DSLRs. But the Niners are the ones that really taught me how to use FS7s, F55s, um, these big cinema cameras, um, as well as really what goes on in, in creating like an in-depth studio production. And I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, I was going in there thinking that I wanted to be a reporter and I came out like, I want to be behind the scenes, creating stories, developing storylines, working with players, building their brands. And I'm so lucky that they hired me after that year as an associate producer. And I've only just grown with the company. And today, or this summer, I got promoted as the senior producer. So I'm super proud. The only Latina working there. So let's go. Latinas in sports. <laughs> nice. Um, well, congratulations on being hired. That's awesome to see that you started there as an, basically an intern, I like that program. Yep. And then an associate producer, and now you're a senior producer. Um, that's freaking awesome. I had a, a pretty similar um, journey. I was at the Chiefs as an intern. And, you know, again, that first year out of college, just trying to learn it all, soak it all in. And then um, they hired me the following year, and I was full-time for year two. Um, but this is where I did it, did it kind of different. I left and joined an agency. But um, that's cool to see, oh, yeah. um, hear about your journey and, learn about how you got to uh, the 49ers um, as a senior producer. Um, you mentioned working in college, I believe, the yep. one-man band. Um, what college did you say you graduated from? Caldwell University. It's like 30 minutes north of Rutgers. Gotcha. Um, and how did you get your foot in the door there in college? Like, did you just ask and they were looking for help? Or what was that? Um, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, I think like a benefit of going to a smaller school is, well, first of all, less competition, I guess you could say, but also like you really get hands-on experience. And I basically helped grow that, the production side of the athletic department. And I came up with it, these ideas of making hype videos, you know, for the team, the players loved it. So that's kind of how I got my foot in the door just by saying, hey, to the athletic uh director i have this idea you think you'd be down for it our players love it already and we can post it on our youtube channels and that's kind of how i got my foot in the door nice awesome well we've got a couple people waiting in the waiting room of the zoom so we're going to let those people in and ask questions um and then we'll continue our questions back and forth after that so um this first person here is going to be jason yo jason what's up can you hear me? yeah we can hear you what's going on what's up you guys how are you guys Doing good. How are you? Good, man. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I, I love the Kansas City sports stuff you got in the background. I assume you're in oh, KC. Oh, dude, always. Look, hey, look, hey. <laughs> got to rip, go. bro. Got to rip. That's awesome. All right. Well, welcome to uh, the Get the Shot podcast. Um, just intro yourself um, and tell us a little bit about yourself, if you're a student, if you're working, whatever, so we can get some yep. context. And then you can go ahead and ask us your first uh, question so we can answer it. 
Okay, yeah, so my name is Jason Cadena. I'm currently a senior at UMKC, University of Missouri, Kansas City. I'm also an intern there doing photo and uh, video for the most part. It's a really small department, but so I kind of do all sorts of things there. And I'm currently freelancing also for a small Latin media company based out of Kansas City called Descarga Deportiva. They're sports news mostly. And through them, I've shot uh, sporting. That's where I saw Billy, met Billy. Um, so hopefully sporting, hopefully Chiefs, waiting on that, and Gold Cup this year. So, um, yeah, photo and video, I think, is the most part. But been doing sports for basically a year now. I, did, I picked up a camera several years ago, but started heavy on sports about a year ago. So I feel like I've came pretty far in a short amount of time. But... Uh, yes, I guess that goes into my first question. Uh, UMKC is a really small department. Um, when I got on, I was expecting there to be maybe like a photographer, maybe a video or something. So there's like, I could probably count on one hand, like the entire athletic department, not just like the communications, but like everybody. Um, so that goes into my first question. Um, when dealing with such a small department, uh, how do you like use your time effectively to get the best to get the best content um yeah to get the best content while getting like caught up in those tedious like game-to-game tasks like for example in one game i'll have to uh shoot the whole game and every time there's a big play i'll have to run over and get that out to my social guy edit it like usually in bigger departments there's a guy who either gives the sd card to and he'll do it for you but i have to do like all those in between steps that are kind of tedious so uh, my question is how do you guys effectively get the best content while having to focus on those little tedious tasks in the small department yeah jason that's a really good question and i'm actually going to tee this up for serena because we were just talking about this right before you got on um because serena went to a small school and i'll let her kind of uh take it from here yeah that's so funny you said that because we just talked about it but I went to a really small school in Jersey Caldwell University Woo-hoo, go Cougars um, but it was basically the same thing I could count maybe the number of people in the athletic department like with both hands um, but I was telling yeah I was telling Billy though what's super awesome though about that is you get to experience a whole like a, tons of things in your department like you said shooting um, editing even like tiny tasks I'm sure they have you doing but I think that's super important especially if you're trying to get a job in the nfl because i think the greatest piece of advice i can give you is being adaptable you know because you never know when it's going to be your time to like take the shot or whatever and you, you got to be ready so it sounds like you're getting all of this um experience which is amazing um in college i also played soccer so like my time management was super super insane um i would say depending on the goals of of your athletic department or like the team, if they want, if they're prioritizing instant the shot, then you got to make sure that, okay, I filmed it, have my laptop ready, put it in the, the card reader and get that edited out super fast. If maybe they don't really prioritize that, they want like a feature after, then you should be able to discuss with them actual timelines and goals that you can accomplish that. So maybe the day after or the night after, whatever, whatever. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. 
um, I think this was my first semester, and with COVID, we kind of condensed the whole year into like a semester. Yeah. So I think that just made it a little trickier, but that's definitely like one of the discussions we're uh, like kind of going into once it picks back up. I know this whole year, you know, fans are coming back in. I think it's a great time for you to like set or whoever is your director, set the goals that you want accomplished this year, especially with fans coming in. And once you realize what your goals are, that's how I would suggest uh, prioritizing what you need to put out. Yeah, Jason, and I'll add on to that. Um, just for clarity, you said you were a senior, so do you still have another year left? Because it's summer right now, right? Like you're going so I'm taking, into. Yeah, I'm taking summer classes this semester, summer, um, and next semester um, will be my last semester. Okay, so so you, so you still got the fall left. semester. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll add on to what um, um, Serena said. Um, I didn't go to a small school; I went to a bigger school. But um, with that. You know, I never got to shoot any sports because it was highly competitive and um, I was just starting out. So I didn't really have the foot in the door to get into a sports opportunity while in school. So um, don't think that being at a small school is a disadvantage. Like use that as an advantage uh, for your, you know, scenario, um, because now you're getting the entire um you know, 360 degrees of experience in terms of being able to do basically as much as you want to do because there's no one else, you know, but you and a handful of other people. So don't be afraid to come up with ideas and, you know, ask like, hey, can we do this? I haven't seen us do this in the past, but, you know, I want to try doing this. And you'll probably get a yes because, you know, they, they your school hasn't had anything like what you're you know, bringing up in the past. So whereas most bigger schools, you know, every year they're going to have, you know, the craziest and wildest things and projects, um, small schools, they're, you know, looking for those ideas and I'm sure they'll, um, welcome your ideas with open arms. So definitely use the last, you know, this summer and your last fall semester to, uh, you know, try different things, you know, throw out ideas like, Hey, can we, we usually don't do an intro video for this game, but like, can we do an intro video? Like, and I'm sure the athletes will love it too. So um, that's my advice um, to your question in terms of being at a small school. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Hopefully this next semester will be a little bit more time in between games and more time to plan. So, mm -hmm. um, so my next question is, so now that I've kind of, Got experience at a D1 school. Believe it or not, they're one really small department, though. Um, I've shot some pro sports, and hopefully by the end of summer, I'll have some more pro sports under my belt. So my next question is, like, when applying for a job, what sets apart those good candidates with good experience from, like, great candidates? Um, yeah, I'll start with that question. Um, you know, that's that's – First of all, that's a very hard question because everybody who's in a position to hire all have different, you know, wants and needs and expectations. And, you know, at the end of the day, this field is a very subjective field. Like what you think is good, somebody else might think is trash. What somebody thinks is bad, you might think is the greatest thing you've ever seen. So like when people are now having, having to hire people based on their work, it gets a little gray area and little, you know, like 
it's it's tough. Like there's no right answer on, you know, this is what you have to do because if, if there was, everyone would be doing it and, you know, everyone would be getting hired everywhere. Um, so just based on my couple years of experience in terms of applying to places as well as hiring, um, I think my biggest piece of advice on standing out is um, I'm not even going to touch on like having good content like on your reel. Like that's the obvious answer is have good stuff. But um, the secondary answer is like the small details. Like how easy is it for me to see your reel when I go to your website? Is it one click or is it 12 clicks? Because some people put their reel behind a menu, behind a sub menu, behind an Instagram link bio, behind a website link. Like they just make it super hard to get to. And they think like, oh, my website's well built and that's what's going to get me the job. But if I can't get to your reel in under two or three clicks, I'm just going to move on to the next person because my time as a hiring person, manager or whatever is valuable. So I'm trying to be as efficient as possible. And if it's hard to see your work, then I'm honestly going to skip it and go to the next person. Um, so when, whenever it is time for you to build your website or your portfolio, whatever, just put your best up on the first page, on the homepage, make it as easy as possible to navigate and to see all your awesome stuff. Um, and then the second part in terms of attention to detail is just making sure like, you know, you have no spelling errors on your resume. You have no um, spelling mistakes as in like, for example, on your cover letter, if you're applying to Nike, you say dear Nike instead of dear Adidas, because I've had plenty of um, applications applied to Let It Fly Media and as well as the Chiefs saying, yo, would really love to work for y'all. I love the Steelers, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, obviously, like, obviously everyone's just copy and pasting their cover letters, but you have to go in and change, you know, the names and dear blah, 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 or whatever. Um, so attention to detail is huge for me as a hiring manager. It might not be big for somebody else or for SAR if she's looking through um, interns for the 49ers. So um, you're going to get different answers for, you know, this question, but the more you ask that question, the better you'll figure out, like, okay, what do I need to be focusing on? So, SAR, I'll let you uh, add in anything to that. Yeah, I mean, everything you said is, is totally right, Billy. Uh, coming from an NFL team's perspective, though, I also take a look at attitude. You know, like how well can you handle yourself in high-paced environments? Um, are you willing to learn? Are you willing to do the little things, maybe the not-so-fun projects? Uh, but also, most importantly, how adaptable you are. And then finally, um, besides shooting sports, what else can you do? A lot of people forget that working for NFL teams, you're not just shooting and editing, you know, hype videos. It's working with our sales team, working with community relations, uh, creating um, player storylines, highlighting their background. You know what I mean? So if, if I come across someone that has like a really good reel, but it's honestly only just sports, it's, it's not what my team is looking for. But attention to detail, I, I totally agree with that, you know. So those were the uh, two main questions, but now that you're talking about a reel, I kind of came up with another question yeah, on the sure. fly. So uh, how long is too long for a reel? Or what's the ideal time <laughs> slot that uh, 
when you guys are hiring that I guess you look for? Yeah. Um, I like to say that I like to tell people to keep their reels about a minute long um, and to make sure that first 15, 30 seconds is really like your best stuff. Like some people try to build up their reel and like, you know, hide their good stuff at the end. But just like I mentioned earlier about saving time, unless your reel hooks me, I'm probably not watching the entire reel. I'm watching the first 20 seconds and then moving on if it's not, you know, grabbing my attention. So um, I like to say about a minute is solid for a reel. I would agree with that. I mean, it's, it's just like the attention span of people like on Instagram. It's only really three to five seconds, which is sad, but it's ultimately the truth. So put your best shots in the front. Okay. That's, well, yeah, I think that was it. That was some great advice, great answers to my questions. Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for hopping on and asking those questions. Um, really appreciate you um, hopping on. All right, cool. Take it easy, y'all. All right, see you You're later, Jason. Everything. All right, see you guys. Bye. All right, first question and answer down. That's that's perfect. We were talking about small schools, and the first guy that comes <laughs> up asks about being at a small school. So <laughs> I know that's amazing. I was like, watch this dude come from Clemson or something, you know, to these huge schools that have all these resources, and I just I just started with a different path. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. Like you don't have to go to a big school to make it in this industry. And that's, um, really just based on, you know, the things that you do at your current situation. Um, and that's cool. Jason, I actually met Jason, uh, when I went and shot the sporting KC game a couple of weeks ago, he hit me up on the sideline. He said, Hey, are you Billy Quatch? I was like, yeah. He's like, I listen to your podcast. I was like, dope. He said, and he had like his vest on and like his camera, like he was another photographer. And he goes, um, yeah, like, thank you so much for, you know, doing that podcast. I wouldn't be here shooting right now without it because he listened to some advice I had on the podcast about like just reaching out and shooting your shot and sending an email. And that's exactly what he did. And that's how he got onto the field shooting the sports sort of KC game. So that was like a super so crazy, crazy, like the worst anyone could ever say is no exactly. and you know like when you're in college like if I would the advice I would give myself way back then was to put myself more out there and not really care what other people thought you know I was a little shy I was the only girl on on the team you know what I mean mm -hmm. but that comes with experience as well being more confident so 100% agree like shoot your shot oh yeah for sure um, yeah, so that was a cool moment just to like tangibly see this podcast doing something awesome. So, all right, we're going to uh, allow our next guest to join us. His name is Ryan. What's up? How you doing, bro? Pretty good. How about you? We're doing great. Um, I've got Sarah on the line with me. She's with the 49ers. Um, thanks for joining mm -hmm. our podcast. Uh, go ahead and intro yourself and just you know, give us a little bit of context if you're a student, if you're working, so we can better help your, better answer your question. And then you can go ahead and ask your first question. Um, my name is Ryan Mahalski. Um, I am a videographer and photographer out in Dallas, Texas. And I am attending YouTube uh, University of Dallas and working with their athletic department. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and what is your first question? Uh, I was going to ask, um, how did she 
get into videoing? Um. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> well, good to hear. Um, you're already in your athletic department with your school. So that's exactly how I started as well. Um, freshman year, I started filming our basketball team and making hype videos, and I asked the athletic department director if it's something that he'd be interested in and if he could create a YouTube channel for our sports team. And he was totally down with it, and honestly, that's how I started to fall in love with sports videography in particular. Um, after college, I was able to intern uh, with the San Francisco 49ers for three months in their um, in 49ers studios, which is their production department, and absolutely fell in love with behind the scenes and, and camera work. Luckily, they hired me full time after that year long position. So that's how I got to where I am today. Well, Serena answered your question, and I think you cut yes. out at the end. So you'll just have to listen back to the podcast episode for the rest of her answer if you didn't catch it. Uh, but I'll answer just to keep things going. I think your question was uh, how did we get into video? I got my first camera sophomore year in college. And I kind of just started filming as many different things as possible. I filmed my Quidditch team. I filmed my friends doing pranks on each other. I filmed them um, asking people out to formals. I filmed them. I filmed weddings. I filmed music videos. Like I just did everything and anything um, video related. So that way I could try to get as many reps as possible and to figure out, you know, how to actually do this video thing. And that kind of, you know, made me realize that I wanted to do video as a career. And that made me want to, you know, double down and dig deeper into learning how to do video properly and um, spent the next couple of years as I was getting ready to graduate, you know, just learning as much as I could. So that way, once senior year came around, I could apply to um, different positions in videography Um mainly in sports because that's kind of where I had my interest and uh, I got rejected and denied by a lot of places, but the Kansas City Chiefs uh, gave me an opportunity to intern with them and kind of the rest is history. So that's how I got into video um, in college. That's awesome. Uh, Actually, that's actually my dream to work with the NFL and stuff, but I've seen like college openings and I've talked to uh, the recent I think his name is Drew he works for the Dallas Cowboys cinematographer uh, I've asked him like do you need actually a degree to film for a college or anything and he told me no it's about your crea- uh, crea- creativity and your passion about it and show them your work and stuff yeah well um, if your dream is to shoot for the NFL and work in the NFL, you're kind of in the right spot. Um, Serena works at the 49ers. I used to work at the Kansas City Chiefs. So um, if you have any questions for us right now, now's kind of the time to ask them because we've got some experience that we can help share with you to get to get you to where you want to go. Um, so when you get into like what kind of like do I need more experience, like headshots or like filming uh, for sports or like, do I need to make hot videos or highlight videos? What do I need to do to get up there? Yeah, I mean, I can speak about my team in particular. It depends if you want to go the photography route or if you want to go the videography route. A lot of people do both freelance-wise. 
um, at the Niners, we have photographers and then we have videographers. What we really look for in reels, first of all, is put your best shots in that first five to 10 seconds of your reel because, you know, it's super important. Attention span is so little these days, so you might as well do what you can to really wow those people that um, you want to. And then what we look for is people who are adaptable and people who have experience in everything, whether it's maybe it's shooting weddings or it's shooting sports or it's shooting conferences. Like for us, we don't need you to specifically just do football. If you're part of the 49ers, you film and edit everything that the business offers. Yeah, that's a really good question. And and, um, I'll add on to that from my perspective. Um, Super, super good question because um, there really isn't, you know, one good answer. I I was talking about this earlier. Like there's a lot of routes you can take. Um, Obviously the first answer is football is, you know, helpful to have on your reel. But like Serena was saying, it's not the only thing you need on your reel. Um, Just because you're an amazing football shooter doesn't mean, you know, every NFL team is going to be wanting to get you on their squad because um, Monday through Saturday, all the other days of, you know, the season, there's community events, there's press conferences, there's, um, you know, tons and tons of different um, opportunities for a team to showcase whatever they're trying to showcase. Um, And that, you know, doesn't necessarily always mean stuff that's on the field. Um, You know, player stories, hometown stories, um, just community outreach. And like, there's, there's just a bunch of things that, you know, you need to be more of a, you need to have an, you know, a more general eye for just how to make anything look good rather than just football look good. So um, that's, I think our biggest answer is to make sure you have a wide variety of stuff in your reel. So that way I think more teams would be interested in someone who has variety than someone who's just specifically football. Um, and just, it's all hype videos and highlights. Um, so hopefully that helps answer your question on what to be focusing on. Definitely, you know, obviously some football, but don't just make it all about football basically what we're trying to say. Yes, sir. I think, I have, oh, sorry. You talk. I think you just want to be like a well-rounded creator in general. You know what I mean? So having all of this experience working uh, with people and players only just helps who you are as a creative person. Uh, yes, ma'am. I know like, except when I'm not filming sports, I do, um, I work for churches all around the state of Texas and do some events of them like youth camps, Bible studies and all that. But other than that, I would rather do more sports. I love doing the church stuff, but my passion is like when I was in high school, that's when I actually first started. Um, I started freshman year of high school and I got bullied and I had nothing else I could do. And there was a film class in high school and he had a little camcorder and I asked him, hey, Friday night, can I take your cameras to the football field and he said yeah go ahead so I used to do vlogs on the football field and thought I was going to be the most famous vlogger and next you know end of senior year I got asked 
uh, to work for that school district and do athletic videos and uh, tell stories for that. And I still do it, work for them part-time now because I'm in college full-time. And all the kids, when if I go back in that town or film football for them, all the kids are like, hey, can you film me? Can you film me? And it's like, I can, but it's not going to be the best. But So that's how I actually wanted to do more of football, but I don't really know like, that much. Like, what kind of set? I know 60 frames, I can shoot on a 70 FX bit. So... Uh, I know it's not the best camera, so. Yeah. Honestly, like, the more reps you do, the more reps you take or whatever, like, that's that's just going to help you. Being an intern in the NFL, you don't have to be, you know, NFL films good yet. This is like being an internship, being an intern is is what's going to help you grow. So if I see that you're taking initiative and basically growing, like, this freelance business that, that you're doing like it's showing me that you're taking initiative and that you're just creative in general yeah ryan i didn't yeah. shoot a single frame of football before i got to the chiefs like all i shot was quidditch and they let me on and that's when i got my experience shooting football is when i actually got an internship with the nfl team the kansas city chiefs so um don't feel like you have to know everything about shooting football right now um, because you're going to learn that once you get to an NFL team and NFL teams, most department, most video departments aren't expecting you to come in, you know, fully grasping everything that they do and everything that they shoot. Like they know that, you know, those start, those starter positions are uh, positions for you to grow in and for you to learn. Um, And that's where I did a majority of my learning. And that's, you know, where I took a huge step in my career is that intern year with the Kansas City Chiefs because I thought, you know, I thought I was good. I thought I knew a lot. But honestly, that year showed me that, like, I'm not good. I wasn't good at all. Um, There's still a lot left for me to learn. And um, it's, it's, um, it's like the best stepping stone I could ask for um, to get to where I am now. So, um the biggest thing I would say about, you know, as you're trying to find a position with the team is uh, making sure they know that you're willing to do anything that they ask. Like if they ask you to wake up at 6 a.m. to go shoot sunrise of the football stadium, you're going to say yes to that. If they ask you to stay late and, you know, um, log all these clips because, um, they're backlogged, like you're going to say yes to that. Like that's the biggest thing you can do as an intern is to make yourself as valuable as possible. Um, and to kind of, you know, prove to them that if you're, if they let you go next season, that they should be feeling that like they should be missing you. Like they should be like, dang, why did we let Ryan go? Like he would have said yes to this. Um, so that's my big piece of advice for you in terms of, setting yourself up for an NFL team. Yes, sir. And then I have a also question. I know like I was looking and stuff and a lot of them ask for a bachelor's degree. Do you actually have to have a bachelor's degree to work for like a college athletic department if you want to be like a video, creative video producer for a college or the NFL? Do you have to have that? Uh, I'll answer from my perspective first. Um, 
I wouldn't say you have to have it. I'm sure there's cases out there where people are working for a college and they don't have a bachelor's degree. Um, but I do know a lot of organizations and a lot of hiring managers, you know, request that and, you know, ask for that as a basically a prerequisite. Um, so I think it's really dependent on the office and the whoever's in charge, like the director or the hiring manager, um, whether or not that, you know, check mark is, you know, necessary or not. Uh, I'm sure a lot of applications are going to ask for it. Um, but I'm also pretty positive that if your stuff is good enough and if you have the talent, a lot of hiring managers would look the other way and not care about a degree or not. Um, personally, if I'm hiring someone, I don't care if they have a degree or not. If they can create, they can create. I totally agree with that. Like I know some people that have a bachelor's degree in something entirely different than photo or videography. So I think that's where it comes in. Like you were saying, your freelance that you're doing, working with um, the kids and, and the Bible school, you know what I mean? Anything that you can, anything that you can show like on your reel to me that proves, you know, that you know how to use the camera and, and you're a creative person. Like that's what I'm looking for, to be honest. Yes. And then, um, what is like a prime lens you guys use for the NFL? If you have to. Yeah. Um, so at the 49ers, we work with F55 and we're working like with either Fuji glass or Canon glass. So we, we use um, our sports lens all the time, uh, for interviews. We're using like 1990s, 20 to 120s. Uh, we shoot with 200 to 400s as well. Um, we just kind of got into maybe the last two years into smaller DSLR cameras. We have the Sony A7S III. Um, my friend also has a GH5 that is beautiful footage as well. So I think as as much knowledge as you can get using different cameras, I think that's also super important. I know these are super expensive cameras too, though. So if you're shooting with maybe like an iPhone or a GoPro, as long as if you're shooting something when you're just starting, I think that's all that matters. Yeah, uh, we had a good amount of lenses at the Chiefs. Um, I think our go-to lens was either the 12 or the 20 to 120 Fujinon um, yeah. or the 70 to 200 Canon lens that you see everywhere. Um, that's probably my go-to lens for shooting football is the 70 to 200 um, because I feel like that gets a good range um, back and forth on the field. Yes, I use a 24 to a 70, and then I use a 70 to a 200, and that's basically what I have a Sony a7 III and then the Sony FX, uh, FX I just got about two months ago. Nice. Yeah, the 7200 is a great lens for football. Um it's not the longest lens. You'll see people with longer lenses and they'll definitely be able to get closer to the players past 200. But I feel like 200 is the minimum max length you need for football. Yeah. Yes, sir. That's all actually all the questions I have. Awesome. Well, Ryan, thank you for calling in and thank you for asking those questions. Um, hopefully 
um, those were helpful answers to you and good luck on your journey on getting to the NFL. Hope to see you soon there. Good luck with that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. See you later, Ryan. I see you. All right. So I think we're done with the Q and a section in terms of the live Q and a. So we'll just go back to me, um, going through my list of questions for you. Um, who okay. are some of your biggest inspirations in this industry or when you first started, like who were the people that you looked up to in terms of um, getting into the creative field? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy. Um, like back when I started, I graduated in 2016. You, I mean, to this day, you still don't see a lot of female creative directors out there, to be honest. So um, some of the people that inspired me via Instagram, for example, Gibson Hazard, Sam Colder, uh, Cameron Good, or just a few of those people that their work really stands out to me. Um, I got to give a huge shout out to my mentor, though, Hannah Gordon. Um, she's the general counsel at the San Francisco 49ers, and she's in a completely different field, you know, law and legal and whatnot. But um, I think ultimately... If I can just inspire one other girl to to want to be a sports videographer producer, then I think I I think I did my job pretty well. Nice, yeah. And um, let's talk about you know kind of the lack of females that we see in the sports world. Um, what is kind of your message to um, younger girls or younger female creatives who are interested but they might be scared or um, you know maybe they're worried about being the only girl you mentioned being the only girl earlier um at some previous positions like what's your message to them in terms of you know just going after it and getting um more into sports even if they may or may be one of the few females in the group you know a lot of times i don't even think it's that girls are scared a lot of times i think it's knowledge you know you see the stereotypical white tall male, you know, holding a giant camera, like, you know, you don't see people that look like you in that position. So maybe you don't even think that it's possible. But what I would tell like myself, especially is like, if you love photography, if you love videography, um, like my mom taught this, like you, you can do it all up to you. It's all in your hands. Um, pursue what you love um, with a passion and ask questions, put yourself out there. There's so many things that I could say. Um, like I've learned all of this um, from experience. And um, if there's anyone out there that is feeling maybe, like you said, a little scared, please reach out to me, DM me. I love to mentor people and, and hopefully answer any of the questions that you guys may have. Yeah, like starting out, it, you know, it could be a little tough at first when you don't have that confidence. Yeah. Um, what were some of the things that you did to kind of build your confidence as you um, started to figure out you know, this NFL world and this sports world? Yeah. Um, it's like, it's kind of crazy. I think first off, how I got more confident is looking at the projects and the videos that I created. Like there's no one really that's like, Oh yeah, a guy made that or a girl made that, you know? And I take so much pride in my work. I, I, I forgot what video it was. Maybe it was my first player feature where I, really was like, I could do this. Like I'm, I have a great relationship. I've created this amazing story. Like this is what I want to do. And I think that totally helped with my confidence. And then just, I, I don't know if I can cuss on here, but I feel like a badass holding a huge 
camera on my shoulder all game long. Like I'm five three, but it might be like also a minority mentality where it's like you got to do what you need to do for survival. You know what I mean? Like they, you might be, you might look different, but if you're putting something out there that you think is amazing and people are are feeling something from this, like you can do whatever you put your mind to. Stereotypes suck. They so, do. Yes. Break the mold. And yes, you can cuss. I just have to make sure to check the explicit mark when I'm uploading this. <laughs> I felt really cool. <laughs> um, what is it like working with um, professional football players? I'm sure you get asked that a lot, but what's your kind of relationship that you have with them or what do you enjoy about working with these athletes? Yeah, I mean, a good piece of advice when you're working in the NFL is can't be a super fan you know what I mean like these players are people and they have stories and they're just like you and I you know what I mean so you have to treat them with respect and usually they'll treat you with respect as well um when was the first oh my gosh I'm in the NFL moment like what was when did it hit you that you were at the NFL working in this league I think it was maybe like my first year when I met um, Jerry Rice and I walked by Joe Montana, which are huge icons in the San Francisco 49ers franchise. My dad is a diehard San Francisco 49ers fan. So they're like walking past me and I'm, or I'm, I think Joe Montana walked past me and I forgot what I filmed Jerry for. But I literally, after that whole experience was like, dad, like, they they said my name. I just filmed them. It, it was pretty awesome. And just to share that with my family as well is I, it was a wow moment for me. It was like this this is pretty cool to work in the NFL. This is exactly where I need to be. That's so awesome to hear. <laughs> yeah, those are always my great moments. And I feel like you, you you just never expect them. Like all of a sudden you're asked to go on a shoot, and all of a sudden you're like, who's there? <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, I and I was nervous too. Like. I was like, oh my gosh, make sure I hit record. (laughs) Um, Well, being with the 49ers, I know from experience that you guys have been to a Super Bowl. Did you get to go to that Super Bowl? And how was that Super Bowl, even though the outcome wasn't the outcome you guys wanted? Um, I do have to bring it up because I was there. I'm I'm assuming we were on the same field, on the opposite sidelines. Which it's is so crazy funny. to think so about. He's gonna mention this. I know he was there because I was there too. Man, that was the best experience in my career, to be honest. Just and even like before the Super Bowl, my team actually struggled really hard. Um, we had um, really tough seasons, to be honest. So that 2019 season, it was like I, I, I'm experiencing the first time what it's like to create for a winning team. And that's just like so much more content. You can have so much more fun. And just the Super Bowl itself, that I was there for the whole week and we were going to events, shooting, just honestly everything. And I'll never forget like standing on that sideline and just breathing it all in like a girl from San Jose, California. Like I'm I'm shooting at the Super Bowl for my favorite team. The best feeling of my entire life. Let's go. Yeah, I I, had, I have that same exact feeling, like walking pregame on the field and, you know, the crowds are starting to walk in. 
the pregame music is playing and you just yeah. feel that atmosphere starting to build. Um, that was a I'm, wild experience. I'm so thankful to like to the San Francisco 49ers and Jed York. Like they allowed us to bring our family members. So my mom and dad, my brother were all at that game. And it was just truly the best experience also when you can share it with your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's really dope when the organizations bring family members of the people that work there. I, Unfortunately for me, um, that was the year after I left the Chiefs. So, um, at least I, you still got to go. Yes, true that. Uh, for sure, 100%. I still got to go. Um, I shot it for the NFL. I was definitely rooting for the Chiefs. Um, but it was so classic that I left that offseason. And I literally told myself they're winning the Super Bowl this year because. I'm leaving. Like this is going, it's going to happen. Like I, I built my kind of shield of armor of like, oh my gosh, you missed out on a ring, um, that whole year because I knew that was going to happen. Uh, but yeah, that was so dope to see, and that was a great experience to shoot. Um, I believe I actually like my job during that game was like for the specific game. I believe I had Fred Warner my up. So it's just, oh, nice. Yeah. So that was my specific duty. And it, it's just incredible, you know, like having, I mean, working for the NFL, shooting B-roll highlights or whatever, but honestly, like my stuff are so cool listening into what the coach has to say, you know, everybody's favorite player. Like that just reminds me of how much that these players are people too. So I'm a huge, I'm a huge respect, respecting the players. Yes, for sure. Um, what is, um, now that you're a senior producer, um, what are some down the road goals that you have as a senior producer for the 49ers? Like what are some dope things that you want to do or accomplish, um, in the next couple of years? Yeah. I mean, first off, what I like, what my, always my main goal is to get more diverse people and voices working in sports in general. Secondly, my position is interesting because I am bilingual and I really want to build up more of our Spanish content, working with um, specific teams in Mexico that can help with this type of content, creating grassroots events and things like that, uh, working more with uh, our broadcasters to truly build almost, I mean, I'm going to shout them out, but the Cowboys probably have the best uh, Spanish content in the league and in the next coming years, I want that to be us. And they just got Andre Robinson. Did you see that? I did, actually. That's, That's amazing. Huge you news. You put more people like that, you know what I mean, in, in these positions of mm-hmm. power, and it's like, you you can do this. Like, yeah. seeing that, you're like, and there's I'm a place sure for me. He, yeah. Um, it's crazy to see his kind of journey from from Clemson to Clippers to Cowboys. It's it's awesome to see that. Um, what are, let me see my uh, handy dandy list of questions starting to run out. So what we're going to do now is actually flip the script and hand you the mic to ask me any questions that you may or may not have um, before we wrap things up. 
Okay, awesome. Um, well, first of all, Billy, like I started following you and let it fly after you guys shot a golf tournament. I'm actually a huge golf fan. Quarantina made me into into a golf fan. So oh, really? Nice. That's why I first noticed your work, actually. And then I realized that you're with the Chiefs and you had football content. And that's exactly like the type of advice that we're giving, you know, these young videographers. It's like, don't just put yourself into like a hole, like do all kinds of things. Um, so I guess my question uh, to you is, would be um, working with like an agency. How does that differ you know from working in the nfl does that mean more opportunities for different projects are you working a lot like with sales stuff or literally anything what's the difference yes that is a very good question and a question i get a lot um because that's kind of two of the three routes you can kind of go after college you could either freelance you could either join a team slash league like join an actual organization um, or join an agency. Um, I'm not sure if there's a fourth route, like the, in, in the sports world, at least in terms of our industry. Um, and very thankful I got to experience, um, I've experienced all three routes. I freelance still, um, and I freelanced in college and throughout my career, not as much now anymore, of course, but, um, so that's fun, but I knew freelancing full-time isn't, for me, just because uh, I'm more of a team player, like I just need other people to help me out on the stuff I don't, I'm not good at, like the business side of things. So freelancing yeah. full time is tough and um, respect to everyone that does it full time, but just not for me. Um, working at a team, uh, working at the Kansas City Chiefs was a phenomenal op- opportunity. And um, the experience I got there was insane. Like I leveled up tenfold um, compared to when I first entered um, right after college. So um, I would say the biggest difference is working for multiple logos at an agency, whereas Mm -hmm. if you're at a team, you're working for the one logo on your, you know, your hat, um, which makes it tough and makes it easy because now you have to worry about, you know, different brand guidelines and logos and fonts and everybody has a different style and you've got to mix and match and make sure you're not, you know, doing something that one client likes, but this other client doesn't like. Um, So that's an aspect to think about. Um, Another big difference between agency and team life is I think diversity of projects and just diversity of clients. Like it's not just all football, 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 or Mm -hmm. whatever team you work for, whatever sport you're with. Um, It could be anything like we do golf where we, we do a little bit of uh, corporate stuff. We do real estate, we do, you know, technology, um, engineering, uh, literally any company, that's inexistent, we could potentially do content for and we can make an argument like, hey, let's make a video for you because everybody, you know, has a story to tell and has something to show off. So um, that's the fun part about working at an agency is you never know what, you know, next week's going to be, what the following week's going to be. You don't know where you're going to travel to. Uh, If you Mm -hmm. travel somewhere, you might go to 
a city you've never been. We went to Rochester the other week for the PGA. Um, and for my very first shoot at this agency, I drove to Memphis um, to shoot an empty warehouse building being built. And it was just like oh, the wow. weirdest, like, I just left the NFL to go to Memphis <laughs> to shoot a building. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's a lot more chill uh, with spikes of heavy work. Whereas I feel oh, like yeah, for uh, in the NFL, once the fall, once training camp hits, you're basically, you know, gr- grinding for until the season's over. And then off season, you get a little chill. Um, whereas in agency life, you're a little bit more sporadic and not as much all at once. Yeah. Like, at, I mean, like you said, at the NFL, it could literally during the season feel like ground groundhog day. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, okay, I need to do this series on Monday. I need to shoot a live show on Tuesday. This episode has to go out Wednesday. And then we flip the script on Thursday for the next, for the next upcoming game. Mm-hmm. So can you kind of tell me a little bit about your day to day workflow? Like, are you, going to these brands and, and people and saying, Hey, this is what I can provide you. Is this something you'd be interested in? Or is somebody else doing that? And then once that's executed, you're the one who's going out there and shooting. Yeah. So basically, um, kind of the cool thing about, I guess our agency is we have people who kind of specialize in different aspects of, you know, being a creative, we're basically almost like a creative freelance, like, instead of us being one freelancer, we're just like a professional freelance group. Like we'll have people talk to clients and talk to prospective clients. We'll have people business development and try to find new clients. We'll have um, our producers. um, Once we get a client, you know, make sure the clients have what they need and are getting what they want um, and scheduling the shoots and figuring out, you know, which creative should be on it. And then we have the creative group, which is the ones that goes out and films and edits and, um, you know, pre- presents the final pieces of deliverables for the producers yeah. to hand to the clients. So um, it's kind of a somewhat a well-oiled machine of just different people doing different parts yeah. of what it would look like for one person to be a freelancer, basically. Um, which is the cool thing because then you don't have to worry about like for personally, I don't have to worry about the invoice invoicing. That's, you know, someone else's job or I don't have to worry about setting up a meeting to talk to a prospective client. Um, that's yeah. someone else's main job. Um, I obviously will help in certain, you know, there, there's crossovers at times. Um, but, uh, day to day it's working on projects that, um, it's basically a constant flow of wrapping up projects and finishing edits and then going on to new shoots and getting additional footage for um, new projects and upcoming projects. So, um, and it's just, you know, again, instead of working for like one team, you're basically yeah. working for like multiple different teams and everything's staggered. And it's just like a constant flow of what are we doing this week or what am I doing today? So it's, it keeps you on your toes um, and it's a lot of fun. That's yeah. Honestly, like I love that type of work too, though. Just not really knowing and then kind of hit the ground running type of thing. Like mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And Who it's would cra- you say? Sorry, uh, go ahead. It's it's crazy because like you could do, like you could work for anyone. Like 
Um, <laughs> one day I'm shooting a water tower for an engineering firm and like that might sound boring but like you get to travel to a cool spot and then the next day you're you know traveling to san francisco to shoot the pga championship like it's got everything and anything in between we go shoot food we can go shoot nature and that's the cool part about kind of our mindset here at let it fly is um, we try to do what the creatives want to do. So like if we hire a creative and they say, I really love nature, I want to shoot like National Geographic type stuff, then we'll say, okay, we'll tell our business development people like, hey, XYZ wants to shoot nature. Like, is there anything we can, re- is there anybody we can re- reach out to? Maybe a state park, maybe a national park, maybe, yeah. uh, you know, Bass Pro sh- fishing like maybe an athlete that likes to fish like how can we get nature more into what we're doing and they'll go try to do that so um that's yeah cool that that's pretty epic that you guys ask your guys producers that and then you tailor what they do to that that's that's awesome i guess my other question is though like who would you say is your favorite player or what is your favorite brand um to work with shoot for edit for Ooh, good question um my favorite player in ter- favorite player as in terms of like sh- to shoot for yeah i would say athlete sorry okay. not player like athlete. favorite athlete to shoot for um i don't shoot for tyreek as much anymore um, but when I was shooting for Tyreek Hill, that was a lot of fun because um, he'll just, like, call me and say, hey, do you want to go to Atlanta and shoot a soccer game? And I'll be like, yes, let's do it. <laughs> I would love to. And it's, like, it's just, like, a wild adventure. Um, favorite brand? Ooh, that's a good question. Um Really enjoy what we do for the PGA, but we actually have this one client called Backlot Cars that has kind of been one of our main clients since since before I started even, um, and they've just kind of always been there. And they um, kind of boring shoots because we're just traveling around the car dealerships and shooting um, their app slash their software. They help yeah. car dealerships like sell their used car inventory and buy used cars faster or more efficiently or whatever, like uh, kind of a random niche in the automobile industry. But like we get to go travel to cool spots, um, say, you know, Nashville or Oklahoma City or Dallas or San Francisco, San Diego, or like, you know, just, just cool cities that you probably wouldn't get to travel normally. Um, and then mm-hmm. you, the shoots are easy. You interview a couple of people, do a couple of B-roll shots, and then you basically get to spend the rest of your day in a dope city and, you know, kind of explore. So um, they're one of our favorite clients to work for because of that. Um, and they love us. They really support us and um, enjoy the work we do. So I would say Backlot Cars is one of my favorite clients to shoot for. That's honestly like the dream. Like I always knew I wanted to work in sports 
And then I, I have always loved traveling. So yes. Like the one thing about working in the NFL is getting to go to those away games. Oh yeah. And like just a three day weekend, like in a new city, uh, I have this list of all the stadiums I'm checking off mm-hmm. during the off season is, is really cool. Cause honestly we, we go to players hometowns or we're shooting for 24 K golden, like just, anything and everything. Like I, I love going to different places and meeting these people. So I think we're where we're supposed to be. Oh, for sure. Do you get to travel <laughs> with the players like on the same so plane? For, yeah. But COVID year we didn't, we only had one person in tier two, which mm-hmm. meant only they could travel with the team and the rest of us had to fly commercial and meet them there. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I sound spoiled, but usually but you get to fly. Yeah, pre-COVID, used to fly in the plane with the players. Um, it's just nice because, like, the hotel setup, everything yeah. you arrive, like, there's food. It's, yeah, it's that, nice. that was one of my favorite parts, working with the Chiefs, is the travel for away games because you enter the plane and they hand you <laughs> so much food. Like, yeah, I'm sure every nice. team is different, but the way ours was set up, you walk on through like the terminal or whatever, and they hand you like a red Robin's burger as your yeah. like entry onto the plane. And then once you sit down and once you finish a full burger, they hand you a menu for your entree and you're like, okay, <laughs> y'all are serious about this. And then once you get your entree, they come by with like a tray of snacks and like cookies and yeah. then once you're done with that, they come by with dessert, ice cream, ice cream bars, and, like, what what's next? And then they come by with, like, a huge tray of candy. And it's like, all right, we've done the full experience. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save some of this for later. It. Yeah, exactly. I think one of my favorite trips has been uh, when we played the Saints in 2019. Like, I've never been to New Orleans, so getting to experience that city was so special. Um, luckily for us, like, our fans travel so well. So we had so many 49ers fans in red and gold, like, storm Bourbon Street. So it was such a great time. We ended up uh, beating the Saints in this crazy game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that stadium is just beautiful as well. But, like, afterwards, too, they had oyster fried oysters for us. Um, I forgot what other specialty that New Orleans has, but it's, I love that food. And it was such a great experience to be able to shoot that game. Nice. All right. A couple of last questions for you, and then we'll wrap it up. Um, what has your favorite stadium been to shoot in that's not Levi Stadium? Ooh. I feel like I kind of answered that. It's it definitely. Yeah, loved loved that stadium. I honestly felt like I was in a concert, and like I feel like our team just really well away. Like you could just, they were like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I feel like Kendrick Lamar, like in this, like everyone's like phone was like lit up too. Like it was pretty sick. Mm -hmm. But also, like I think um, the Cowboys Stadium is it's pretty epic, and it might just be because I'm like a diehard 49er fan, and it was my first time in that stadium. Um, maybe that's why I like it. The Seahawks stadium is kind of yeah. nice. <laughs> it's all right. um, I know I'm, I'm still a diehard Niners fan guys. Like 
that's all I'll give them. That's yeah. all I'll give them. Yep. What's uh what's the loudest stadium you shot in? Probably okay, this is crazy. Okay, probably the loudest stadium I shot in was at Century Link in Seattle because we played I forgot what game it was. Um shoot, I should remember this. But we ended up beating them at their stadium for the first time in like years. Wow. And it was it was such a beautiful sound to hear almost like just to shut that crowd up. Like it, I'll never forget it. Like everyone, like I was holding my camera and the boom pole and I was like, Oh my God, like we just beat the Seahawks at their stadium. I'll never forget that game in twenty nineteen as well. That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, I think for some reason, Denver is a really loud stadium. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I I think I put them at the top of my list. And maybe it's just the one time I was there, but for whatever reason, I feel like being a mile up, maybe, I mean, I, I get the air's thinner, like the sound just like, it feels like they're right behind you. So um, yeah. oh, yeah. Denver's got a pretty loud stadium. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so... That might be, that's definitely on the list. Haven't been there though yet. Honestly, Kansas City has a really loud stadium as well. Yeah, it, it gets pretty rowdy in Kansas City as well. Um, I went to the preseason game we had against yeah, them. So that, that, was, my, that was my first time. Great barbecue you guys have. Love it. I had it at like, this gas station. And I'm a huge foodie. Was it was uh, like, Joe's? Wow. Was it Joe's, the green one? Yes. Yes, Joe's. Yep. Love Kansas City. Like their food, so good. Oh yeah, my the food the food here is great. I remember that game. That was my first um, game as an LCC. So my first game, not with the Chiefs. Oh, awesome! Okay, so we probably maybe saw each other. We've, I mean, there, I guess that's like two or three games we've probably been on the same field. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, last last thing, or I guess last two things. What is, um, for those listening and this podcast is like aimed for, uh, kind of like recent college graduates, recent high school graduates, kind of those younger aspiring creatives. So what is your last message slash piece of advice for them, um, before we wrap things up and before you do that though, what is your social media, um, handle so people can follow slash support you oh yes uh my ig handle is what they used to call me in high school it's at star star s-a-r-s-a-r-r-r 16 that's where you can find me um i'm pretty fun give me a follow (laughs) um but i would say you said piece of advice right yep just like one last hurrah one last this is the last thing they're gonna hear from you Oh man, bet on women, bet on minorities. Let's make the sports industry more inclusive. Um, and if I'm directly talking to, you know, a young a young girl or a young minority who wants to get in this sport, like bet on yourself. You provide something that no one else does. Show your creativity, your authenticity, and, and be who you are always meant to be. Don't let anyone hold you back. Don't let stereotypes hold you back. And that's straight facts from Serena. You got to bet on yourself, stack those chips, and go all in on you. Thank you so much, Serena, for being on the podcast. Shout out to everybody who called in and asked questions. 
and thank you to all the listeners and supporters out there. My name is Billy Quash, and I'll catch y'all on the next one. Deuces. Deuces.